0: Welcome to the Corner of Hunter and George, Peterborough's art and cultural podcast, episode number 44. Corrections for mispronunciation right at the beginning, but... My guest today, Miradol Harbayanca, or Maridol Harbayanca, I think that sounds better, is one of the most exciting artists to have passed through Peterborough Trent in the last few years. From India, she has done musical pieces with the dynamic Effigy Girl. She has also put together recently her first release, Making Tunes and Eating Fruit, just put out this month. As well, she is now a cultural studies graduate from Trent, a current contractual employee at Trent Radio, and a creative dynamic filmmaker, whose clips you can see on her Harba Yankee uh, YouTube channel, and also her musical releases under that name, too, that I'll have in my notes. Ever since I saw her perform at Gordon Best in the fall with Effigy Girl, I've wanted to speak to her, and now i got my chance. So Peterborough, more so, more so Trent, is lucky to have an international student like this pass through its doors before she goes off to greater things. I'm sure of it. So here is my discussion with Maridul Harvayanka. Maridul? Yeah. Maridul? Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. you right. I
1: also go by Mimi.
0: Okay. Well, I yeah. just, I hate mispronouncing anyone's name, so I just mm-hmm. wanted to get that out of the way. And I, and, Um, so, uh, yeah, I just see that you recently graduated from, uh, with a BA in cultural studies, uh, with Mm -hmm. minors in film and media and philosophy. So congratulations. Thank you. Uh, And uh, you're, and as an international student, that's, uh, that's impressive and maybe somewhat unique, just the area of studies you chose. So, um, Mm -hmm. what, what area of India do you call home?
1: Um, Calcutta.
0: Okay. Okay, yeah. and um, when you were still back there, were you like actively recruited by Trent to come here?
1: No, <laughs> I never like met anyone from Trent before actually coming here.
0: Oh, Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, like, what what attracted you to both a Trent and then B the this program in particular at Trent?
1: Um, picking Trent was honestly just um it just happened like i wasn't really planning to come to trent i was just applying to a bunch of universities in us and canada and then in canada like two or three universities were still taking applications and trent was one of them so i just applied and i actually applied with the program in mind like i knew i wanted to do something related to film or something creative which is why I chose Trend because it had the program and it had, like, options to learn theory as well as, like, practical stuff. So it was just, like, a good mix.
0: Okay. And now that you've been here, I guess, is it uh, three or four years? Mm-hmm. I mean, you would probably have some insight on this because what, what do you feel – not that you're speaking for all of them. I'm not suggesting that, but you've had a, like a bit of a long experience. What what do you feel are like the major issues international students face coming to like uh, Canada or North America? Like uh, is it tuition costs or do you feel like a lot of them are given any sort of false promises or are there other challenges like uh, not being eligible for OHIP, for example, or things like that?
1: Um. Well, tuition costs is definitely a huge challenge because... Um, International tuition fees is, I would say, like three times um, what domestic students have to pay.
0: Something along those lines, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And plus domestic students have lots of options for financial aid and OSAP and stuff. And international students don't really get options or like they don't really have opportunities to get help with covering their tuition. And then even for work, it's like a lot of jobs and internships. They're only reserved for domestic Canadian students. So it's even harder, like as an international student, to find a job, pay for tuition, pay for rent. And if you're coming from a country like India, where um, like the cost of living is a lot lower than in Canada, it's like compared to what you're used to, you're paying a lot. And it's just financially a huge struggle.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I, I can't even. Uh, and that's why a lot kind of have to end up doing multiple jobs. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of students, domestic students do as well, but uh, just mm-hmm. uh, find even more to a greater extent. A lot of international students do, and I think. I think I saw this somewhere. I think I'm correct that about a, right now about a third of Trent students are international students, something along those lines.
1: Oh, I don't know. It's Tom. pretty high
0: anyway. Yeah. At the moment. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, so what do you feel are the greatest things you got from like, uh, cultural studies itself? Like, uh, something you really, um, picked out from that that you didn't uh, expect or something you really feel are like some rewarding skills or anything?
1: Um, I feel like it's exposed me to a lot of um like experimental stuff, I would say, even in terms of music. And it's just pushed my limits or my boundaries of what I thought art or film or music should be. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just like shown me that you can go beyond those limits and like think out, out of the box and experiment.
0: Okay, I don't know if and, that's
1: a vague answer, but yes,
0: no, well, that gives you an idea. It kind of sort of corresponds to what I'll talk to you about later, like um uh, somewhat your music, but in particular your films as well um but yes, I can see where you you pick that up um and what what sort of area of philosophy is sort of your favorite or do you have the most interest in?
1: um I really like um uh, metaphysics. Okay, and like the debate of free will and determinism, and okay. that sort of stuff, really interests me.
0: Okay, um, so right now, currently, you're with uh, Trent Radio, so uh, maybe you can explain what job placement uh, that is, and um, yeah, what is it uh, you're doing right now with Trent Radio?
1: Um, so right now, I'm working full time at Trent mm-hmm. Radio. I'm on a contract, so until the end of April. I'm working as a production and outreach assistant. So I'm, I have like three shows weekly and then just like community and outreach stuff, engaging with students and Peterborough and the Trent community as well.
0: Okay. Uh yeah, and I think I, I think I've heard you a fair bit. I don't think I've, I don't think I've heard all your shows, but I've heard, I've heard a fair bit on the radio in the past, in the past while. So that's, that's mm-hmm. good. That's, that sounds like a busy, It sounds like you're busy then doing that. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, would you, uh, like, as an artist, how would you describe yourself? I, I get the feeling that you, like, maybe have the most interest in film, but you've done a lot of music. Would you say, like, you're a multimedia artist or filmmaker, musician, or maybe something something else as a term?
1: Um, I, I'm not sure. I haven't really thought of it. But I like the sound of multimedia artist because it encompasses a lot of um, areas. Like, I like, I, I would say my main passion would be, like, music, songwriting, and singing. But I also enjoy film. It's like every time I listen to a song or write a song, I have, like, these visuals in my head for what the music should go with. Mm-hmm. And then I also enjoy making, like, little animations for my music. So I think maybe multimedia. I don't know.
0: Okay okay and well the first time i encountered you it was uh last fall at i believe as i believe it was last fall at gordon best when you performed with effigy girl mm-hmm. uh, you i think you've done that a few times so uh, what has it been like recording or performing with effigy girl
1: um it's been it's been super they, cool they are
0: quite the musician themselves yeah
1: yeah so it's been super cool um The way FG Girl, um, Hazel, and I started making Mm -hmm. music together was they sent me a track, like one of their songs, and just said, like, here's the song. It was called May. And they were like, do whatever you want with it. And so I recorded my vocals over it, and they really liked it. So then they invited me to perform with them, and then it sort of became a regular thing. And, yeah, I would say it really, like, build my confidence and like and then after that I started like doing some of my own solo sets as well and it was just super cool being on stage and even the audience is so lovely in Peterborough and it just sort of um I I would say it connected me to like the arts community in Peterborough
0: okay So are you planning on doing any like future collaborations with uh, Hazel or is it kind of like a loose, like kind of a, a kind of a loose collaboration kind of thing? Or is it like anyway, do you have any future plans of doing anything else with with Effigy Girl?
1: Um, Yeah. So the past few shows that Effigy Girl did, I sang in most of them mm-hmm. and we're performing together this week, actually. So on Wednesday at Red Dog right and then after that we're just planning on doing like some loose collaborations what you said like just make music together and i'm also hoping to move out of peterborough and hazel's probably gonna move soon too so it's like i don't know if we would continue to make it a a regular thing Mm -hmm. but we're definitely like looking to collab together i would say in the future
0: yeah, you know, one thing you seem to have in common, maybe one of the ways in it's worked, uh, is like, I think your music has been described by other people as kind of like, uh, dreamy kind of thing. I guess dreamy. And you certainly hear that kind of like dreamy sound from Hazel as well. So mm-hmm. we, we should say that's a, that's a fair, that's a fair thing that like, uh, the characteristic that you share. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like in your uh short film clips, uh like mainly on your YouTube channel, um I don't know, I'm kind of getting the overall themes to be kind of like a it's kind of like uh maybe a daily diary of your life. Uh some sort of like uh dietary tips like proper fiber intake is one. <laughs> um and uh also, like like some of your music, and also maybe some semi-political messages in there as well. I don't know it's it's like kind of like we're saying about multimedia. It, ha- it has sort of a bunch of things in there, so mm-hmm. you feel like kind of expresses like a lot of like who you are as an artist.
1: Um, were you talking about the short film Why You Should Eat a Raw Vegan Diet? Um,
0: just like what you have on the channel, like uh. I think it's called Harvey Harvey Junkie or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah.
1: Um. So, is the question like, what does all of that show who I am? In yeah,
0: a like just like the United. It's not. It's not just music pieces. uh It's not just film pieces. It's kind of like just various. It kind of goes well with TikTok, I feel, but it kind of like is these short kind of clips that show various elements of who you are.
1: Yeah, I would say definitely, like, um, a lot of my music, I would say comes from just like how I feel or memories or feelings, or sometimes it's just imagination. And, and my films, I would say too, like, one of them is about, like, following a raw vegan diet. And I'm someone that's super interested in, um, like, raw veganism and, like, a bit of a natural lifestyle. So I would say that that does show who I am and then my other film, Isolated, it sort of had that, um, I would say, philosophical um, little touch to it. And yeah. I would say I'm a very like spiritual slash philosophical person. And I try to reflect that in my film and music. So I would definitely say yeah, some of it is, like, a reflection of who I think of myself as a person.
0: Okay, and uh, how long have you been, uh, like, uh, raw vegan or 100% vegan or whatever the correct term of it is?
1: Um, So I'm not raw vegan.
0: Okay. I'm,
1: I would say, like, maybe high raw vegan. My dad's a raw vegan. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been vegan for about three years. And I mostly eat, like fresh fruit and vegetables so maybe like a high raw vegan diet
0: mm-hmm. and is it is it difficult to maintain that or is it just kind of like well established in your like daily routine like it just comes you don't even really have to think about it
1: um sometimes it's difficult because i have cravings and i also have roommates who mm-hmm. don't eat vegan so it's like right. i'm surrounded by people um eating differently than me, and sometimes it becomes like a social or a cultural thing,
0: mm-hmm. like when
1: we get together and everyone orders a pizza together and I can't eat it and, and I have to get something else yes. so in those <laughs> terms it, in those terms it's a little difficult, but in other ways, like I really enjoy it like i like I have this thing where I have to start my day with a fruit or a vegetable, and like I cannot go a single day without eating, either. Like I have to eat a salad every day, and I have to eat my fruits every day. And then sometimes at night, I'll just eat whatever I want.
0: Okay. And what what is the fruit you like eating in the morning? I'm um, sure there's banana. More than one, but yeah, whatever. Bananas. What is... <laughs> I'm <just> bananas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you can't go wrong with bananas. Yeah, you can't go wrong with them. Yes, they're they're pretty. I yeah, they're 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 useful in every aspect. I I mm-hmm. used to when I was younger and healthier have kind of like a daily thing of uh grapefruit back when mm-hmm. back when red grapefruit was more common, but uh yeah. But uh yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah, you can't go wrong with bananas. And were you one of the people who kind of started Trent's Vegan Society?
1: Um so okay. I didn't start. I didn't started. Um mm-hmm. I think it was started by a few people um three or four years ago before I joined Hmm. and so I was just in it for like a year when everything was online so we couldn't do much and I was co-president with two of my other friends who were also vegan
0: right okay and are you still involved with it now or that you've got your bachelor's now so yeah
1: no, not really. Um,
0: yeah. Okay. My
1: friends ended up leaving Trend, and then I graduated. So. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. Um. Now, besides you like uh, being an artist of various various skills, like we pointed out, uh, another unique thing about you, I I think I'm correct. You can tell me if I'm wrong. That a lot of your growth as an artist has come during this lockdown period, mm-hmm. which maybe has some advantages to it. You didn't have like a lot of people like bothering you, but uh, it must've presented a lot of challenges too. So I don't know if you, just if you can comment what that has been like, like when you were doing it in 2020 and 2021, where a lot of your material came from.
1: Um, I would definitely say like being on lockdown or during COVID when things were online, like there were both pros and cons to it. Mm-hmm. I would say, um, it obviously gave me a lot of time to focus on my music because I was home and it just gave me like something to do. Um, But otherwise, I would also say, especially in 2021, my third year, I was um I was working two jobs and I was doing five classes and I was in the Champlain College Cabinet and also the Trend Vegan Society. So I just had way too much going on and it was super stressful. And I feel like that's the year that I stopped making a lot of music. And then I felt like bad. And I I would feel bad about not making music because it's something that I want to do. And so it was a little bit of both. Like 2020, I would say I made more. And then 2021, like when I was doing multiple jobs, it just sort of stopped.
0: Okay. Now, musically speaking... What sort of do you feel like is your favorite instrument or the one that comes natural to you? Like just voice itself, the ukulele, which is quite common, or the piano that you have like previous like instruction in, I can see, but.
1: Um, I would say my number one would be voice and then the ukulele.
0: Okay. And, um, what, what drew you to the ukulele itself?
1: Um, I was about. 13 when I got my first ukulele I just saw some clips on YouTube the guitar was too big for my fingers Mm -hmm. so I settled for a ukulele and I've just been playing it since
0: and am I correct this maybe comes with being an international student as well but what I sort of I'm looking deeper to what you're you sometimes are saying in some of your film clips um is do you feel like one of the questions you try and ask maybe not answer but at least ask about like basically who am i like it's basically a a kind of a journey to like of a self-identification for yourself
1: um like an identity crisis sort of not a not a
0: crisis but just always asking like who i am like yeah kind of uh sort of thing like you're to see experiences like I don't know I'll maybe get into more of it later but one film I find that coming out a bit on is like uh, just one example not the only one but uh, it's like the next morning thing
1: Um, I wouldn't say uh, it's like a question of who I am Um, and the next morning was like a collaboration with my friend would you say you got that like from the visuals of the
0: yeah song? the vis- yeah, I guess the visuals, yes,
1: okay, so um, that was a collaboration with one of my friends, um she did the whole film for that song, and I just did the music, mm-hmm. and we just put it together, and it seemed to work, um, and about like the question of who I am, I would say sometimes it's a bit of a question because I find myself like going back and forth between India and Canada. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I have these two different lives or personalities, but it's just like an adjustment based on where I am like I'll dress differently here and dress differently there, and I have like different there's like different kinds of English and like different lingo, but I feel like at the essence of who I am, I feel like I know that like in in the sense that I Feel like I'm pretty constant um, in who I am when it matters, but in other senses, it's just like a modification of based on where I am and who I'm with. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense.
0: No, I think so. I think so. You're you're also at a period where you've just kind of uh, like some of these things you've just picked up in the last few years, and of course, going to university, whether you, you leave your home country or not it's it's always kind of a changing experience yeah for sure uh, identity and especially if you're yes like you said caught between Canada and India yeah so no I think that makes that makes sense now you mentioned it before and I was going to bring it up too that you definitely you definitely for your musical pieces in a visual sense like adding a lot of animation so what is it you've learned about animation and how it applies to your music
1: um, so I never really learned animation academically or professionally. Um, what I do is, um, on like the paint app on my laptop, I draw like each slide or each picture. I screenshot them and put it together in iMovie, super mm-hmm. like amateur way of, um, making animations. Um, but I sort of just visualize what goes with the sound of the music. I usually start with the music, make the whole song. And then I just imagine what like cool little video for it would be. Cause I post it to YouTube and I'd rather post a little animation rather than just a blank screen.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I think it adds a lot to it that you do that. Uh, that's, that's, that's been a good idea that you did that. Um, and it's, it has often this kind of like, uh, this motion and kind of like uh these kind of like black and white kind of colors that go well with the mm-hmm. uh, the piece that you're that you're playing it seems it seems to work anyway for me it seems to <laughs> okay play.
1: i'm glad That's I'm exactly. glad yes
0: yeah, um now we were just talking about it the next morning, so who is the name of the person you did that with?
1: um her name's Rana Bartia.
0: okay, okay, and um, like she did the film sec part of it you're saying, yeah, okay, and Another piece of uh, film piece of yours I love is uh Marie in the kitchen or Marie mm-hmm. in my kitchen. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it, it was that sort of the same thing you did the music and the film was done by someone else or is it, is it a little more than that?
1: Um For that piece, I did the film and the music as well.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I really like that it has kind of like an eerie kind of, Sound <laughs> it kind of it kind of works really well with the visuals in that too for people mm-hmm. who haven 't seen that so I suggest they see that one. To ask, this is not the only one she's in, but really a film that really sums up COVID for me. If someone's to ask me, like, "Oh, show me a film piece that sums up our lockdown period," I would. One of the first films I'd think of is your piece, "Isolated." Mm -hmm. Maybe you could say something about that. Was that's a bit longer too than some of your others. So maybe you could say a bit about how you how you did that piece and who you did it with.
1: So, um isolated the short film um i think it it would be one of my favorite visual pieces that i've produced um it was for one of my classes in second year um it was like a final project it had to be 10 minutes long like that was the only criteria Mm -hmm. and it could be about anything um and so this was done by me and my friend Elize who you see acting in the film.
0: Okay. And yes. No, she's quite good. Uh, yeah. yeah. So you tell me that I I do. I do. She's rather convincing. So, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And so we shot this over the span of two or three days and it was just from morning to night of mm-hmm. like filming and editing and it was super stressful to make, but I was so happy with the end product and I was uh, um, hoping to write my own music for this film too, but it was like time constraints and I had a deadline, mm-hmm. so I had to use music from elsewhere. And but I feel like it all worked out; it fit.
0: Oh, it does. I that that's that's an excellent piece. Like if you told me that had nothing to do with your cultural studies, like it was just an individual project, mm-hmm. somehow you've got enough funding for, I would totally believe it. It was. It, it doesn't seem like it's quite well done, <laughs> anyway.
1: It was um it was on like my a camera that I have, and we didn't have any other equipment. Mm-hmm. It was just at home, most of it was at my house or right outside my house um and we just filmed on my camera, I edited it on iMovies and we didn't have any props. We just made stuff, and yeah, no lights uh, we used my study lamp, okay, <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I kind of like that part where I think it's towards the end where she's like kind of like lying down in the snow. What kind of like, uh, I, it's, it's hard beyond words, but it just sort of seems to fit the theme of it.
1: So, Girl in the Mace was actually recorded when I was back home in Calcutta, okay, yeah, and I have a pretty good keyboard set up there, um, and most of my piano pieces are ones that were recorded back home, but mm-hmm. I do have a little keyboard here as well, um which I can use sometimes, and mm-hmm. then sometimes I just um use like a virtual keyboard on the band,
0: okay, okay, yeah. and you did this. I think twice, both in 2021 and 2022, but basically your program at Trent Cultural Studies, they did this student show at ArtSpace, I think called Culture X. Mm-hmm. And I believe the last time you got, uh, honorable mention. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think your last piece this past June, last June, it was called It's UI Like. And I haven't really seen that. I didn't get a chance to see that or anything, but is so there anything you can do to describe what that was?
1: Um, so this was for an electronic music course. Mm -hmm. Um, it's you are like basically a cover, a really weird wacky cover of it's you are like by Mr. Rogers. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) And what I did was, um, the original song has like a very sweet and mellow touch to it. And what I Mm -hmm. wanted to do was make it completely like insane. And if you hear the piece, it's just things that don't sound right together. Okay. And it was just a bunch of weird noises. And I processed it on GarageBand and Audacity. And I recorded my own vocals and I made music using a bunch of things. So I used like a wine glass to make some music. um, And then I recorded and processed my own vocals to make some music. And the beat for it, I extracted... um, beats from six different songs to make like the rhythm for it Mm -hmm. and it yeah it was just a lot (laughs) and went into it but it was just a wacky piece I would say it's just for fun
0: okay uh is there anywhere you can get that on the internet or is that uh, not accessible
1: um so it is on my youtube but it's just if you have the link Okay. And you can find the link on the Art Space online okay. exhibition. Yeah.
0: All right, all right, all right. I write. I'll show it's you
1: I like. I like Now the you wear. Now the way
2: I do. Not
0: your just okay, so now that you're saying you're planning on leaving Peterborough before too long, maybe after this, maybe this job at Trent Radio is done, which mm-hmm. is understandable because we're only 80,000 people and Peterborough's meant to be a springboard for better like other places for artists um what are what are your plans next in a musical sense what like uh, i know you say you may work with effigy girl but you may soon leave that as well maybe come the later latter part of the spring like maybe in a long-term way at the moment what you what are you thinking
1: um mostly i like to make music as a solo musician Mm -hmm. i i like to collab with others um when it's just like for one or two songs but i would rather make music solo um because i feel like i work better or like best when i'm working alone and Mm -hmm. just sort of follow my own deadlines um and in terms of musical goals i like i would music as my passion and i still want to keep making it um And now I'm starting to slowly put out some of my music on like Spotify and Apple Music, and I just um, released an album last week. I would say it's called
0: Yes, Making Making Tunes Tunes Eating Eating
1: Fruit. Fruit. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that's the one.
0: Okay,
1: Um, and I have a bunch of songs that I have written down that I've never recorded. Mm -hmm. So I would say my next goal would be to actually record and produce all the songs that I've written. Right. Just so I have it and then make an album or make multiple albums. Mm -hmm. But my goal would be to record all the music that I have and then hopefully do more gigs and performances.
0: Right. And do you see yourself like mostly recording those, whatever songs they are, like making tunes and eating fruit, kind of just as a solo kind of ukulele or piano kind of piece or is there anything you sort of uh, find attractive since you've done it with hazel like as a band collaboration as well like um
1: yeah so when i do just ukulele or piano it has that um bedroom pop sound Mm -hmm. but but the song that i did with hazel it sounds more like professional i would say it sounds more put together so I definitely like that in the sense that my main um, instrument is my vocals. I'm not like an instrumentalist. So if someone were to send me just music or an, an instrumental piece and tell me to record vocals over it, like that's ideal. That's perfect. Because then it's like, I don't have to worry about making the music. I would okay. rather just do the vocals.
0: Okay. Yes. Yes. That's that's one of the freedoms of it. And it was kind of... Uh... When I saw you performing, I mean, to start with Effigy Girl is a sort of seems to be a collection of musicians who have a lot of skill, not just Hazel, mm-hmm. Hazel but uh, but um also it kind of helps that, you know, Hazel jumps from vocals to going to the drums to doing guitar and that kind of thing. So, yeah, you just were kind of at the mic singing. So uh, that's kind of it does make things a lot easier. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And
1: even the others in Effigy Girl, uh, Rory, MK and Kate, like. Yes. They're all solo musicians themselves as well. Like they yes. all play multiple instruments. They all write their own music and sing. And
0: yep. it's just
1: a group of like super amazing, talented musicians. And yeah.
0: I I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, Sometimes it's a uh, simplistic question, but I'll, I'll ask it anyway. What like growing up or maybe even more recently in the last few years, what would you say are some of your main musical influences?
1: Um in terms of like artists
0: that Yeah, influenced... artists specifically, yeah.
1: Okay. Um I wouldn't say I have like a specific one or two artists that I can name that have influenced mm-hmm. me, but it's just like a combination of multiple artists that I've been listening to and just from the top of my head I would say like Salami Rose Joe Lewis and Home Shake and DiMarco and Men I Trust. No some mm-hmm. and it's just a combination of all these musicians that have the same vibe i would say it's like dreamy slash spacey trippy sort of music and it's okay. just a combination of all of that
0: um now to your trent radio part uh, uh current what currently what you're doing um one show, I guess I don't think I've listened to yet, uh, anyway, anyway, just if you could describe it being international what is mm-hmm. what is that show about, and what do you do on that show?
1: um so being international is a show that I did in twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two and it was part of my previous job with Trent Radio, mm-hmm. so I was basically an international student radio correspondent, which meant that. Um, the show was basically like me interviewing international students from Trent. And it was just about the international student experience. And every person I had on the show, like they just had so much to say about their own culture and their own experience being an international student, but just because it's so different for everyone. And so it was just connecting with different international students from Trent, and they're all from different parts of the world, and that was the show
0: okay, and what <laughs> are you currently doing in a show like way at a Trent radio?
1: um currently, I have three shows, so on Monday at five p m it's um Tunes of Nogo Peterborough, where I just play local music and talk about local music and then okay. Wednesdays is a show called Radio on the Go, which hasn't formally started yet, but it's like a remote broadcast, which would be from campus and Mm -hmm. just engaging with students. And on Fridays, it's um, Friday afternoon live at 3 p.m. And I just had my first first show of this show last week, which was with Oliver Matthews, who's also a musician. Mm -hmm. And that shows just about uh, interviewing people from the community.
0: Okay. So often like an interview sort of format, besides the first one, you're saying you're playing uh, local music. Um, And uh, do you feel uh, as an international student, I guess, um, has there been like, how often are you, have you been able to go back uh, to Calcutta? During the year, how often are you able to go back?
1: I usually try to go at least once a year. Mm -hmm. Um, So since I've moved here, I would say I went back three or four times. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And do you feel like coming here has, uh, I guess I did, I was picking this up from something you did and don't ask me what, I don't know if it was music or film or something I was maybe picking up something about it. Maybe it might have been TikTok even. I'm not sure. <laughs> but uh, do you feel like coming to Canada, like just a different country and having a different experience somewhere else, do you feel like that's affected your relationship at all with your mother at all? Like in a positive or negative way or just maybe something a little more nuanced?
1: Um, I would say positive way. Because mm-hmm. um, we don't get to see each other a lot, um, but we speak on, like I have to talk to my mom every single day um it's either she calls me or I call her every oh, night that's nice e- every night
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: and then I feel like we've gotten closer as I've gotten older too um I wouldn't say it's related to me moving or not moving, but it's just like mm-hmm. me growing up and building like a closer connection with my mom and every time I go back um like I'm super excited to see my parents and my mom's super excited and she like either brings flowers to the airport or like she's done something, decorated the house with balloons and yeah.
0: Oh, that's lovely. Okay. <laughs> well, that's, that's good to hear. Uh, yeah, a daily conversation with parents is not something that happens with everyone. So that's, <laughs> that's good to hear. That's good to hear that you're really, it's made you closer. In other words, mm-hmm. what you're saying. Um, so in a film sense, do you like, do you feel like this was something that was like really worked well for cultural studies and you want to concentrate more in music or do you see yourself doing more in film and, or like kind of mixing the two together? Because, you know, film can be used as a, as a tool for music, as I'm sure you know.
1: I would say mixing the two together would be Mm -hmm. ideal, but I don't know any, like, I'm not sure where. I could make that happen or where it could be possible. I don't know if there's like jobs that would allow me to mix the two together, mm-hmm. but that, that would be ideal. Like I don't want to lose any aspect of what I like to do.
0: Okay. And are at the moment, are you, is it still sort of a still sort of processing this or do you see yourself staying on this continent or do you want to go back home for a while for a certain time period or not certain, not sure yet.
1: Um, I definitely want to stay Mm -hmm. like, um, yeah, I'm pretty decided. I don't want to move back home. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, and, um, yeah. And do you have any particular location in mind or is that still something you're exploring?
1: Um, I really like Montreal. Um, okay. I do, I do want to move to a city, so either like Toronto or Montreal, or even Vancouver would be super cool.
0: Right. Well, I, I can't say as someone who's lived in Montreal, but I've been there enough, quite a bit. Uh, I, I definitely think that, I mean, costs are not nice anywhere, but, uh, it's, uh, it definitely has a, a bit more of a artistic kick to it, I would say. Definitely a bit yeah. more than Vancouver. And I would say even more than Toronto at the moment in a sense, even though it is, yes it is smaller, but yeah. So mm-hmm. that that may be a good choice, but yeah. Yeah. Um, and just uh, more specific things since Trent uh, Radio's RPM challenge is coming up. Uh, do you have anything list uh, entries into that for this year? Yes, I do. Okay, I'll be looking forward to that. Uh, like just uh, just one piece or.
1: Um, I've signed up for one piece, um, but if I end up recording more, I might just change it. Um, But I haven't started anything yet, so I don't know how it will go. But I will definitely make something.
0: Okay. So it sounds like overall, unlike some stories I've heard elsewhere from a perspective of an international student, your experience at Trent and uh, the program you studied has been overall, despite all these challenges such as our lockdown of course uh has been uh, overall like a really quite positive experience and you there's a lot you'll take from it to wherever you go next montreal or wherever
1: yes for sure Um, okay i would say like university and everything else it's like it is what you make it Mm -hmm. um like there is going to be challenges everywhere even if you're canadian or international like like everything you experience, like school, university, it is what you make it. So if you make it positive, like it's going to be positive.
0: Right. Yeah. And, uh, and of course there are your daily challenges whenever you're with, uh, friends or whoever of like, uh, sticking to, uh, like, a vegan, uh, vegan diet when everyone else isn't, mm-hmm. but, uh, that, that'll be part of life. But when you're on your <laughs> own, it's, it probably comes a lot more natural. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Thank you very much for that. That was very, uh, I, I have really, uh, both a really enjoyed your music and have found some of your films quite, uh, fascinating. Actually a better word is kind of spellbinding, especially ones like isolated. So, uh, I've, uh, I hope whatever this takes that you just, yes, uh, ri- enrich this more in, in your life, wherever you are. So, uh, I, th- I think Peterborough's quite, uh, Quite lucky to have had someone like you pass through its doors. Trent as well, of course. So.
1: Thank you so much. It means a lot. And like, I love, like, I love, love knowing that, you know, that someone's like looking at my work and the fact that you, you've enjoyed it, like, it means a lot.
0: Well, I'll first apologize and say my earlier allusion to 33% of Trent students being international is grossly wrong. It's still a, quite high. It's like 13%. Higher than I think a lot of people think it is, but it's not 33 So that earlier tidbit in the podcast, keep in mind, it is in my notes. Plus in my notes are all references to Harvard Yankees films music, other things as well. You know, we're quite blessed in Peterborough, along with Trent, that we have these great artists who come. Many stay, and we're quite fortunate, but many also go on to other things. It doesn't really matter in a way, just to be able to have the experience in the first place, and that we ourselves, as Peterborough, are a springboard for them for their artistic career. This is another great example. Harbor Yankee is an artist with tremendous talent, and I hope a tremendous future ahead, because it's certainly there. I certainly feel it. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that, and I'll see you next time on Corner of Hunter George.